0: when I upgraded to iOS 12, I changed the Siri. What is it? What would voice. you mean? the voice? I was going to say dialect. <laughs> I, I sure. changed the voice Maybe. around. Like I was just playing with it to see what some of the options were. And cause it's something I haven't looked at who knows how long. Mm-hmm. Um, unbeknownst to me though, that made change it change on the home pod.
1: Your Apple ID. Yeah.
0: Well, which is just the home pod for you. Yeah. So like
1: I do that and like I changed on my kids' iPads and they were like
0: Siri's bro. <laughs> well yeah, yeah. I come home later and and Brittany's like, what happened to Siri? Because the kids were asking the HomePod to do stuff and like play music and it was just <laughs> t- t- totally. <laughs> she was she she thought it got hacked or something. That's she was good. like freaking out. That's excellent. So I had to change it back because they did not like. They did not like the I don't know what I think I changed it to the male Australian voice is what know? I had done. And they did not like it. No. That's
1: interesting. Correction to start out the week. I
0: don't know how many weeks we're gonna
1: start out with a correction. But this especially
0: this type of correction is gonna
1: be one of those weeks. So we've we've enjoyed, we've had fun, we've talked about the uh the Android phone that one of my coworkers uses. I, I thought it was a 6P and a Google Pixel 2, so we called it the Google Pixel 2 6P, which is just a fun, crazy name. And I really thought that was the actual name, if, if I'm being honest. And actually, the truth is that before the Pixels, there was the Nexus line, and the last release of the Nexus line, we're talking two and a half years ago, I want to say, last release of the Nexus line was the Nexus 6P. And it was just the Nexus 6B. Not not as ridiculous of a name there. Nexus 6B. Um, After that came the Pixel and then the Pixel 2. The phone that my coworker actually has is not a Google phone. It is an Android phone. But it it is a ridiculously named phone. It is the OnePlus 6.
0: Is that a HTC?
1: Uh, I believe it is... Let's see, so One Plus is all spelled out. The One Plus, the One six. Plus Six. No, it's actually made by uh, One Plus.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> now, this is a correction, right? But let me be honest with you. You could tell me anything here, and I would, I would have nothing to challenge you with. I would have no way to even question you on the accuracy of what you're saying. You could throw out literally any name and I would probably believe it. I have no exposure to Android phones other than my mother and I just don't even I I kind of think I should know what's going on in the world of Android. It's a really crazy world. The problem is I'm never going to be an Android user. I can I just can't foresee any scenario where I'm purposefully buying an android phone for myself uh maybe some crazy work thing someday but i it's it's hard for me to get motivated i have been following some of the google pixel stuff just because i'm i'm interested in um kind of more of what they're doing on the photo side but i i have no idea i have no idea what's going on in the world of android except they name their os's after candy right or dessert. desserts. well desserts yeah okay Marshmallow? Is that what they're
1: on? No, they're on, they went through Oreo. They did, are they on? They're on Android. Oh, they're on Android P. I don't think they've given it a name yet. Oh. Uh, The name
0: comes later.
1: I think think Android P is in beta. A good P name.
0: Pecan pie. Parfait. Parfait.
1: (laughs) Android, Android Parfait. Um, Android Pecan Pie, I like that.
0: Pumpkin Pie, Pumpkin Pie, or just Android Pie Pie. Well, it was nice of you to correct yourself for your co worker who listens to the show. Uh, no, that that co worker oh. listens to the show, I don't think. Then, how did he know but, to correct you? But the coworker that does listen to the
1: show, hi Adam, uh, the co worker that does listen to the show was the one mm. that let's just give him credit was the one that was like. Hey, I don't know if you're just being dense or I don't think it's it. These aren't the actual words he used. You're trolling us. That's what I don't you know mean. if you're trolling us. Um, do you know that that's not even a Google phone that that Brett has? And I was like, really? Oh, what is it? He was like, I'm not really sure. But it's not a Google phone. I think it's something from just like China that he ordered. Or something. I think OnePlus is a China brand. I think OnePlus is kind of like Xiaomi. Like TCL. Um, a little bit, little bit TCL, like, yeah, 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 where it's like quality
0: goods and cheaper because, you know.
1: Yeah, but, this, that, you the know, other.
0: they're listening to everything you say. Perhaps, <laughs> and Do but, you know. You know, whatever. It's an Android phone. If you're so going to have a Google phone, it's the same thing, You right? might as well go all in. Yeah.
1: So I keep getting uh, notifications about you editing our our shared note. That we use for our show notes. Yes. And usually,
0: I get the same thing for you.
1: <laughs> right, which is fine, except for when, I'm, when we're editing it throughout the show and my phones are just going crazy about it. And usually, I would have to delve into notifications and try uh, to figure out, well, what do I need to do right now? And then, what do I need to do afterwards? But I can just swipey swipe over, a little turn off. I'm going to turn off all notifications, deliver quietly. I don't really want to deliver quite well.
0: <laughs> So the, the <laughs> two options available do. here
1: are, uh, I guess, I guess I turn off right now. I guess that's what I'm gonna do. But
0: I, I so what I want, if you're listening, you Apple, want to do not disturb per app. Yes. Well,
1: I, I want this turn off with an ellipsis points to, to have more options yeah. to say turn off all notifications for just the next two hours. Just the next two hours. I'm on board with that. But, but
0: that That's not what you get right now. So,
1: are you sure you want to turn off all notifications from notes? Yeah, I guess I do. And then I can just take that whole But But it's not time-bound, though, huh?
0: It's not time-bound. It is done. Baby steps. Indeed. You would think that would be the natural progression. But Certainly. why isn't it and, and in iOS not, 12 now? That's, that's been
1: the natural progression of Do Not Disturb, right? True. So, I just want the same things that are in Do Not Disturb in this one. I'm sure... I feel sure we'll get there.
0: I had to get up close and personal with "Do Not Disturb" this week as well because we were doing, we were hosting some pretty wide. Well, we were hosting a a pretty large training event, and we were going to have a session where we did whiteboarding. And man, I thought about you this whole week because well, we we were trying to figure this out for weeks of how are we going to do whiteboarding in this huge room with 150 people where everyone can see it. You know, how are we going to do that? Because there's no whiteboards in the room. So even if there were actual physical whiteboards, which is ridiculous, um, we'd have no way to really project that. We'd have to get a camera and all this stuff. And we we could do it, but it would be difficult. Um, so this room has like eight TVs in it. It's a huge conference room um, meant for big meetings like this. And I had the idea of we want a whiteboard. What would be more perfect than using the iPad Pro and the pencil to whiteboard whatever subject this was? I don't even know, really. Some sales. Doesn't matter. Some sales thing. And so I was like, well, getting it on the TVs is the easy part, right? Just need the adapter, lightning to HDMI, boom, we're done. You're going wired. That's one way to do it. Well, there's I mean, there's really no way in our current setup to do it wireless because there's no Apple TVs in the room. I mean, I guess I could have brought an Apple TV. I mean, that, that's an option, right? Which actually that may have been, now that I think of it, it may have helped me out because the problem I was having is I wanted to display it, but also capture it for the training video I'm making, you know, in post-production. And iOS 11 and iOS 12 has built-in screen recording, but screen recording does not work when you're you know, projecting through lightning to HDMI, you can't do it at the same time. Um, Interesting. yeah. And, and so my other thought was, well, maybe I can route it out some way and, um, capture it somewhere else. And I tried a bunch of different things. What I ended up doing was, <laughs> this is nuts, um, lightning to HDMI, HDMI running to a little video mixer. I have then HDMI out from the video mixer to the wall port in the room to actually display on the TVs and then USB from my video mixer to my can- to my computer to record uh in quick time the only problem was because we skimped on this video switcher when we bought it a few years ago it only outputs in 480 um across the USB if we had gotten the USB 3.0 I would have been able to output in 1080, and it would have been beautiful. So minor gripes and complaints there. Um, what I ended up doing was putting the whiteboard on half the screen on the left, and then putting the uh, video of the instructors on the the right side. So that kind of made up for the fact that it was a smaller capture. I didn't want to blow it up too much and make it obvious that it was not a higher quality. Uh, so it ended up looking pretty good. But all all that to say. I kept thinking of you during this whole thing because I wouldn't even have this iPad Pro if it weren't for you pushing for it, uh, you know, in a previous life that you had uh, for educational reasons. And we finally, <laughs> three years, almost three years later, we're using it in an educational, uh, pre- you know, in an educational setting for training, and it worked great. I got so many people coming up to me afterwards asking, and these are all salespeople, mind you, and they, they're like, "That was awesome." How do I how can I do that? Because I want to take that on client calls and whiteboard on it and just display on the TVs. And I'm like, well, that will be super easy. What I actually did today, a little more complicated. Um, but I was pumped because I was like, finally using this iPad Pro in a training setting. And I was I was just I was just thrilled. So thank you, Philip. I, I I carried the torch for you. I did the best I could. It's finally being used in the honestly, your dream was probably just that you wanted an iPad Pro. <laughs> I mean, no, that that sounds personally. incredible. It makes me happy. Um, but we actually had it in the in a real live training setting and probably going to use it a lot more from some staged whiteboarding uh, videos um because if if we're not projecting then I don't run into the whole issue of trying to get a good quality capture. Um so I think it's going to I think I open some doors with the old iPad Pro. I wonder if the one that they come out with in the fall could do screen recording and Output. I don't uh, know what lines. the. I don't know. Probably, I'm, lines, I'm curious software. to know. Yeah, why I couldn't do it. I, I, I'm wondering if it's maybe like a technical limitation, like if there's just not enough RAM to be pushing out video signal and also recording at the same time. I, I don't know. I, I was thinking through that, but I just didn't have enough time to really ponder it. And um, there were probably some other things I could have figured out. I just ran out of time. Uh, but you know, if I if I wasn't projecting, I could have just done. Screen recording on the device, or I could have just plugged it, you know, up through Lightning to USB to a a MacBook or you know whatever, and, and recorded through QuickTime, which is how I usually do uh, iOS screen capture for videos that I'm working on. That would have been a little bit trickier in this live setting where we were actually trying to to present. But it um, is
1: wild to me that the only way to start screen recording is from Control Center yeah it's strange
0: yeah it's it's a yeah it's a i'm bit, not
1: sure what else they would do but it is strange
0: i don't know either i mean maybe uh maybe something with shortcuts maybe you could just kick off a shortcut to start a but but yeah i don't i don't know like unless there's like some key combination you could do or button combination like when you do a screenshot maybe if there was some, some other combination but they probably want to get away from that. You've they? only got one button. Well, that's on their a true. Yeah, device. that's true. I mean, once we move to the fall and the home button's gone and it's quadruple and click, yeah, the side button of the iPhone 10, you'll still have. I mean, the way the way screenshots work on the 10 is that it's um, the lock button and the top volume volume up button. So I mean, you could still do that on an iPad, but it would be a little bit weirder depending on what orientation you're in at the moment. With so then you would have. One click on the side button to sleep or to wake.
1: Two clicks to bring up Apple Pay. Yes. Three clicks. Hold for down the lock. Accessibility for, shortcut.
0: Yeah. Hold down lock for Siri. Four clicks
1: for starting a screen recording. <laughs> Don't click it a fifth time because that calls nine one one. Is is that what it does? Yes, unless you have it set not. So to. they
0: do have this mysterious fourth option then that hasn't been right. been used yet. Right. Screen recording. I mean,
1: you know. Uh, there's probably been discussions of like, let's have some margin between calling 911 and a voiceover. That's probably good. <laughs> Turning on voiceover with your accessibility probably shortcut. Probably a good thing.
0: Beta updates. Beta 4 out this week. I have upgraded um, on both iPad and, and my iPhone. I haven't really noticed anything major, you know, performance wise or, or, or otherwise. But you've noticed something, Philip, as as you tend to do. So this was actually noticed while I was still on
1: beta two in the middle of being on beta two, I do believe actually I was still on public. I was on public beta, but anyways developer beta two really. Um, And this is the first beta that we were on together and, and either of us was on and the first beta we talked about. And one of the things we talked about was that the messages was, kind of screwed up in that you yours was just sending from your email address. Oh, okay. And yeah. mine uh like basically in messages your your phone number for your iPhone for your iOS 12 beta phone was not you couldn't send.
0: Just from gone. That. Yeah. I, like you um, couldn't even see it. Right. Yeah. So so
1: it, w- with iMessage you can you can send and receive um from a different host of email addresses and numbers that are associated with your Apple ID. And it's really, really great. Um, particularly for me. So I have the the personal phone and the work phone, but none of my friends have my work phone and there's not really a reason why they need to, but sometimes I would like to, sometimes I'm just working on my work phone and text comes from one of my friends and I'd like to just handle it right there instead of having to grab my personal phone to do that. And so I have my iMessage send and receive from my personal number on both my personal phone and on my work phone so that it's all just synced together. And when I send a message to somebody, it looks like it's coming from my personal
0: phone, even if I typed it out. So a really ideal setting for people that have two phones. Yes, Yeah.
1: I would a- absolutely. So when I updated my personal phone to iOS, to the iOS 12 beta, then I could no longer send from my personal number and so from from my personal phone it was just sending from my email address and then from my work phone it now it couldn't send from what i told it to send from so it just defaulted back to its actual number and so that, i mean that, that was a pain um i got some weird i didn't realize this was happening until i texted someone i think from my work phone and they were like who's who's this <laughs> what's who's this creeper what's going yeah who's and i was like what's It's me. Like, what what do you mean? Um, And then I I slowly figured it out. Um, So all that being said, uh, now in the middle of the beta period, so this was not when beta three came out that it got fixed.
0: Yeah. It just resolved. Yeah.
1: It was in the middle of the beta period. I I noticed that at one point I got a message that is usually the message you get when you like set up a new phone Mm -hmm. or a new device. And it's like, hey, I just need to let you know because you're logged into this Apple ID that something else is using your Apple ID, um, and something else is using it for iMessage and FaceTime. Um, So I got that. I got that, and I was like, that's weird. But I don't know. It clicked with me, and I went and checked it, and sure enough, like my personal number was just right back there. And but it was really interesting to me, and I love it when this happens because i I just want there to be more that can be fixed without a software update, yeah, and so i I'm always happy when there are things that that can be done um that are clearly kind of server side and don't don't have to be fixed on on device necessarily.
0: Um, I feel like there was something else similar to that that I noticed that resolved itself before, but i can't I can't think of what it was now, but yeah, I had this same exact experience you described. And uh, I thought the same thing, too. I was like, well, that's uh, that's interesting. I wonder what else they can fix without doing a a software push, because it's, it's, it's a little inconvenient. Right. And if it's something major, <laughs> you know, uh, forcing getting a, a, a push out there fast enough and then getting people to actually do it. it you know, it's, it's difficult sometimes. I mean, it's not like Android difficult, but it's <laughs> it's difficult. So uh, there is one other
1: bug that was still there in Beta 3. I, I noticed it in Beta 2. And with Beta 4, though, it seems to be, seems to be gone. Um, is that when I was in Messages and I didn't have the iMessage app showing and I swiped the keyboard down, then the iMessage apps would just come straight back up. And they're not doing that anymore. When I initially, when I initially uh, installed Beta 4 uh, last night or the night before, uh, if I swipe down slowly, they wouldn't come back. But if I swipe down really quickly, they would. But right now I'm swiping down just as quickly as I can and they're not coming back. So I don't know. Maybe there's more server side madness going on. I don't think so. Um, but anyway, so th- so that's fixed. So iMessage apps will stay away if you tell them to stay away.
0: But you don't want them to stay away now because <laughs> you got to uh, click that photos app. You got
1: to click the photos app and I'll never remember that. I noticed today that another thing that I will never get used to is uh the twitter app i use the first party twitter app and the twitter app switched i don't know 2 months ago 3 months ago from uh the down arrow at the top right of a tweet just being everything um and being the share button as well as the retweet button and follow this person button and all mm-hmm. sorts of actions button to now like there's still that down arrow in the top right of a tweet. And you can use that to mute this person or follow this person or unfollow this person and all of that. But there's also a share icon at the bottom right of the tweet. And that's the only way you can actually share and get to the share sheet. And I can send something to you within our Slack and our tweets channel. And every time I hit that down arrow in the upper right, every time. In fact, tonight, you know this, I sent like two tweets within a matter of like a minute, minute and a half to our tweets channel in Slack. And the second time I had (laughs) just, I had just with the first tweet hit the down arrow. No, it's not there. And then gone to the share icon and now I put it in there and I swipe down and I swipe down. Hey, there's another, Oh, I got to share that. Bam. Down arrow again. Nope. That's not it. And so I don't know if I'll ever get used to that.
0: It's funny. You talk about not getting used to new behaviors, and specifically the the photo app thing and, and the messages apps, I've already gotten used to it. Like I've already, the last three or four times I've gone to send a message, I've I just click right on that little photos app, and so I I feel like if they change it back, I'll get confused now because I've already I've already changed my uh, behavior to it.
1: So you're part of the problem. <laughs> I'm so happy for you, Levi. Sorry. This is kind of iOS 12. Actually, it's not iOS 12. I don't think it's iOS 12. Maybe my my issue is iOS 12, but it's watchOS 5 and I am uh, I'm, I got on the developer beta. I got out of the public beta into the developer beta. I'm Jealous. And are you on the public beta? I thought you were
0: on the developer beta. Oh, I thought you were talking about you got on the the beta for watchOS. 5. I
1: would love to be. And yet, I've tried it probably 8 times now, <laughs> and every time it tells me after it downloads, sometimes for like a solid hour, it'll take it to transfer the download to the watch, and man, does that use the battery of the watch like madness! So it, it transfers it, and then once it transfers it completely, it'll say, "Hey, I can't actually can't actually verify this because your watch is not connected to the internet." Bye. And so this has happened to me just over and over and over again, and I've I've backed out my profile from the watch. I put the profile back on the watch. I've just done everything I can, other than unpair and repair the watch, mm. which I really don't want yeah, don't, to do. Even yeah. though I just did that, um because I because of how I, I didn't back it up before I went to the beta and this that, and that. The, the the watch backup is just crazy. It's, it's bad. It's a madness process. That's got to get in the update. Process. OS, OS updates have got to get better too, because um, this is the honestly I'll have issues like right now. Actually, I can't. I can't get watch four point three point two on it. I took my profile off my watch, and because okay, I was like, "Well, forget it. I'm on four three one. There's four three two out there. I'll just put four three two out there. Maybe then I can get watch OS five on there. I can't get four three two because it's giving me the same, same error message. You're gonna have to send it in. So yeah. maybe it's an issue with my iOS twelve. I, I don't know. So maybe when I get to beta five, I don't know. Um. So there's that. I really want to be. I really want to be
0: on the beta. But I really want you to be because out of the two of us, you're the only one that can can do oh, it. True story. Back true in Series story. Zero Land, absolutely. So
1: Levi, it was recently Prime Day.
0: You have any you have any Prime Day pickups? I did. Yeah, we did. We did get a f- a few things. Um, well, when you say pickups, what do you mean? like just things I got that you picked on up on Prime Day. Day. Okay. I didn't know if you were I didn't know if you were like nice some secret and code and language for uh for like a special Prime Day secret menu or No, something.
1: but they should.
0: <laughs> Amazon
1: if you're listening, take it for free. I mean, daily deal, right? You love the alliteration of that.
0: Prime Day pickups. Prime Day pickups. I like it. Um I did. Yeah, I got a I got an instant instant pot uh, I right. had a really good deal on instant pot. My wife has been wanting one for probably b- since before Christmas. Uh, we just, you know, just didn't find a good deal on one. And uh, I don't, I don't know. Like there were good deals on the Christmas. Yeah. But you know, but there's other you use things. Camel,
1: camel, camel. I do.
0: Okay. Not as religiously as I do. No, not at all. I did finally realize that the emails you get from them are, Basic, basically per item. So, you, if you want to unsubscribe, you have to unsubscribe for each item that you're following.
1: You know, you can you can get a uh, Twitter mentions from them instead of emails.
0: That's that a, might I, be a little, a little more intriguing. Yeah, how,
1: I mean, you are, you could at least. I, I don't think I get any notification. maybe I do. Maybe I don't. And Were you having
0: them sent to stop it? Facebook. <laughs> yeah,
1: I didn't know. Sorry, no. too soon. Okay, little little bit. <laughs> Um, I, I should probably describe what Camel, Camel, Camel
0: yeah, is. Yeah. One, yeah. Cause probably. One thing
1: that we haven't done a great job of on the podcast. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Is, uh, is explaining things that we mention. Uh, there's I've, been a lot of assumptions cause we just assume that every one of our listeners is just a really smart, informed person and knows everything that we know already. Why Why they would listen to the show if that was the case, one could argue. But, yeah.
0: I mean, if it goes back to what the show really is, this show is for me and you. I mean, right. if and we, yeah, other people listen, that's great. we got, got ourselves love it. in
1: trouble now because we have people that are listening to the show.
0: Yeah. So we're going to have to get better. I like, thought of that several times when I listen, because I listen to the show as soon as it goes live. I listen to the whole thing. Um, and I, I, as we're talking about things, I'm frequently like, you know, People probably don't know what we're talking about here. And I've had people tell me, I have no idea what you're talking about sometimes, but it's cool to hear you guys. It's just like being back in the office with you. But yeah. Yeah. So yes. can Yes. Explain Camel Camel. camel. So
1: Camel 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 is at Camel 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 dot com. And it's an incredible price tracking service. I think you can use it for other stuff besides Amazon, but... That's that's what I that's the only thing I've ever used it for. And that's what its primary use is, and that's how it got started. And you can you can just see price history for an item, and it's great because especially on a day like Prime Day or a day like Black Friday, Amazon will strike through the MSRP price and then tell you what they're selling it for. And it will always look like a good deal because MSRP is just bananas. And so nothing ever sells for MSRP unless it's an Apple product. <laughs> but, um, so you don't really know if it's a good deal or not, because there are lots of things that sell on prime day for 1299 that, that appears to be a really good deal because it's like a $50 item. But the truth of the matter is they've sold that thing, sold that thing for at least 1299 Maybe maybe only thirteen ninety nine several times within the last month. Yeah. Like it's usually priced at fourteen dollars and they've knocked off a whole dollar off of it for you for Prime Day. And so it's like, well, you know, okay, let me just think about this. If I really want it and need it, I'll get it for fourteen dollars a month or two down the road. I don't feel like I've gotta figure out do I need it right now because I don't want to spend, you know, thirty dollars or whatever it usually is. But camel, camel, camel will tell you that. And you can you can set a a goal price. Um, within Camel, Camel, Camel to where if it gets below that, then Camel, Camel, Camel will, <laughs> I've got to figure out. A Triple C. Triple C will uh, notify you um, in whatever way you ask it to. And it's it's really, it's it's really great. And I've actually, I actually used it several years back now. A uh, TV that we bought, I bought it one day and then like less than a week later, it was like 20 or $30 cheaper. Well, no, 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 I take it back. So four days later, it was $20 or $30 cheaper. And then two days after that, four days, it was back to the original price. Well, I looked at it six days later when it was back to its original price, but I saw that in the intervening time it had gone like $30 cheaper. Well, Amazon, if you buy an item and then within the same within a week, if it if the price goes down, and maybe it has to go down some actual amount, not like cents or whatever. I mean, that's not even really worth calling them about. But if you call them then they will uh, refund you the difference in the in the price since it since it went down. I think it's within seven
0: days. Best Buy is really good about doing this as well.
1: That's good. Yeah, that's good. Very good. So, um, so I called them and they were like, "Well, okay, well it's the same price now." And I was like, "Yeah, but two days ago it was thirty dollars cheaper," and this person was just like a regular old you know customer service person, and they were like kind of not sure what to do with that. But I was like, listen, like you say that it's just got to be within the week, you know, they have to be the exact day within the week. The price went down this much. So can I please get a refund for that much? And eventually like, they were like, well, let me, let me put you on hold for just a minute. They talked to somebody and they were like, yeah, okay. Here's, you know, 20, 27 bucks to, you know, refunded to your account. And so I love, I love Camel, Camel, Camel. That um,
0: story explains all you need to know about <laughs> Philip Eberhard, the, uh, the most coupony cutting person I know, bar none. I mean, he loves a deal. So that, that, the story does not surprise me at all. It's a great, it's a great service.
1: U- use it liberally.
0: Yeah, it's good. So Instant Pot, got it today, uh, used it, amazing. It is great. I cooked Graham some one. chicken in an you know, insane amount of time. It and is nuts. It, it was the best chicken I've ever made in my life. Just the quality of, of how it was cooked, I should say. Um, it was you know, it was like still juicy. It was like a juicy chicken breast, and I couldn't have done that. There's no not, way
1: right. It was not overcooked in a crock right. pot.
0: Or yeah, in it got a crock pot, really or soft. like if I sauteed it in a pan. Yeah, there's no way I could have I don't have the skill. It's good stuff that we, my we, we, don't, instant use pot does. we don't
1: use ours often enough. We should get back in. Well, I'm it.
0: one for one. I've it's had good. it for one day and I, I made a meal tonight. Little uh like honey honey chicken with some uh like shira- how do you say it? Sriracha? I don't Sriracha. even know. Yeah, I got nice. some of that in there. It was pretty good. Sounds good. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to have it for lunch tomorrow. Had, I Had a bowl of corn pops for dinner. <laughs> that listen. That looked better, if I'm being honest, as, as perfectly as that chicken was cooked. If you gave me both options, I would have devoured the bowl of cereal. Got to have my pops. Yeah, got to have them. What about you? Any uh, good prom day deals? After you were eventually able to even make an order, because we've kind of buried the lead on the on the prime day. It was it was a debacle, right? I mean, that's interesting. I don't I don't really know. I, I don't know how much of a debacle it was. I heard at
1: some point that it was down. For some amount of time, maybe it was down just... for a long time. Really? Okay. Yeah. several
0: hours. Whoa. Yeah, it was. It, I mean, maybe s- some people were getting through, but I tried to, I tried to buy that instant pot at I don't know 1 p.m. and I couldn't actually get the order to go through until seven or eight that night. Hmm. So I mean, it yikes. They were having some serious issues, and you know, I don't care. Whatever Amazon. There's a lot of different things going on with them right now. Protests about how they treat their Employees and all this stuff. Uh, which I mean, those I are serious say, things. I will say, and I will try to find this for the show notes,
1: but there was an incredible event one time where Jeff Bezos tweeted out, Hey, I'm you know, I'm what 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 are some charities that I should be interested in? I don't remember how he phrased it. I mean what he should have said is like, I've got way too much money that I know what to do with. <laughs> right. How how could you know? How can I make the world better? Who, who could I give this to to do something good with? And somebody just tweeted back at the man, replied to him, like, "Well, you could just pay your workers like a better wage," and and like n- several different points about like instead of doing this to them and this to them and this to them. Um, and I mean you know there's all sorts of stories about like Amazon workers that are yeah. on food stamps and and, and all that, that stuff. Sort of stuff.
0: You know, We're not really here to talk about that today, but the question I had as all this was happening was, how much money did they miss out on because of this? I mean, because what last year was like multiple billions of dollars that they made on Prime Day, Um, and I mean, you're talking their, no pun intended, Prime hours of making sales. They were not making a lot of sales they could have been making, and I just... That that was a thought that kept going through my head was not How a much money. Not a fun lose?
1: time in, in old uh, right? Seattle.
0: Oh, gosh. But, you know, um, I did get my Instant Pot. So. That's good. And Brittany ordered, uh, the, the only other thing we ordered was there's some kind of fancy organic cracker, almond cracker thing that she gets. And they had a good deal on like, you know, a lot of boxes of the almond cracker. I don't know. That, man. Can it really be a
1: cracker? I saw a story today, just because you made me think of it with your almond, with your wife's almond crackers, that uh, big milk, like actual cow's milk, is kind of getting agitated with almond people trying to call it almond milk and coconut milk and soy milk. They're like, well, it's not technically milk. So you're going to have to come up with some other name copyright uh, infringement. So, I don't know. We'll yeah. see we'll see
0: where that goes. Something I saw on CNN earlier. Can you trademark milk? Hmm. Yep. It's interesting. So, um I I've First off, your Prime Day pickup you didn't even know it was here until like I came and knocked on your door. True. Tonight. It was just True. sitting you, there. You you delivered my
1: my Prime Day pickup. What's right. in
0: the box, Philip?
1: So, I've had some interesting prime days in the past. I've had some prime days where I got really close to spending too much and buying things that I really shouldn't buy just because they were on super sale. And I've probably at some point actually done that. Um, but this, I've, I've tried to get better and I've tried to use Camel 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 actually to help me do this. Is just, just like buy stuff that I was going to get already if it goes on sale And kind of when Prime Day was 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 on the horizon, I started talking with with Blair, my wife, about like what are some things we're interested in buying if they're at the right price. What are some things we need like for we're going on vacation? Headed to Colorado in August, and so we're talking about like all the things we need, you know, for vacation and this, that, and the other. So I'm trying to do more of that than just like browse and just see the stuff and just buy the stuff trying to plan
0: ahead i like it trying
1: to plan ahead and trying to rein it in a little bit and so i ended up with a very adult family man (laughs) list to look for on prime day i was looking for concert chairs because we're going to see pentatonix oh
0: man what is today with with, with y'all i'm Um, seeing them next um, next oh you're going yeah yeah, yeah. okay we'll be on the lawn i don't know if you guys are on the lawn but yeah, no, we're not on the
1: lawn. Good good for you. Um, but we'll be on the lawn and uh and so I was looking to look for some concert. I order some concert chairs. That's one that's one thing that I got. Two concert chairs. Well there you go. And concert chairs, if you don't know, are are just seats that are on the ground. Because at the lawn at Walmart on the Walmart amp in Rogers in particular, you can't bring in a launcher that has uh uh
0: legs. For good, Lieutenant, <laughs> Lieutenant Dan, you ain't got no legs. <laughs> <laughs> for good
1: reason, right? Because the block just views, couldn't see yeah. it. So, so we can just, we can just bring a blanket, which is what my dad and I did when we saw a concert there a week or so ago, two weeks ago. Um, but I mean, it'd be more comfortable with some cushioning and chairs. And so we got these these kind of just chairs that sit on the ground. Um, so we got those, and we got a Harry Potter box set. All of the movies oh, on films. DVD. About the books. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, Um Because yes, yes, yes. they, they were on Super Sale. Camel, Camel, Camel. Actually, let me down because this deal was a Prime Members Only deal. And so, Triple C still said it was going to be like $40 when it was really like $23. $23 wow. for eight movies. Blu-ray? And the Blu-rays, mind you, were... For twenty nine dollars, I think we'll we'll use them in the car some. So I got ah. I got the DVDs, um, and and we'll want to rip them to have them just playable from the Apple TV. So I got the DVDs, but yeah, I mean eight Blu rays for twenty nine dollars. That's awesome, yeah! Yikes, do. that is something else. I was also looking for um car trays, and there were no good ones on sale. Trays for kids to have at their right. car seats because we'll be driving a long
0: ways going to the land of the dead as i call it <laughs> i have a very uh very complicated history with colorado I'm not not really going to get into it here but that's that's good that's good uh
1: you do you do um and then i was also i was thinking about adding uh an echo dot or two to our suite or even a google home mini cuz those are on sale at like, kind of elsewhere um Kind of prime day adjacent. A lot deals. of other
0: companies were uh, upping their game this year. I noticed, and
1: they didn't go out during the afternoon. So I wonder how they. I wonder how they did. I would love to see it. I'm sure those. I'm sure there's charts that exist. It's a good some strategy on their part. We're like about like two thirty p.m. How's how are the Best Buy sales doing? Because yeah. I bet you they were taking a little ramp up. Saboteur. <laughs> Do you think that Best Buy employees were just buying like as many of the cheapest things as they possibly could, and we're like, if we can knock it down,
0: we'll make way more than we're spending right yeah. now. We're gonna make some awesome commission today, guys. I don't know. I did. I did almost buy um, an Anchor wireless chi uh, charger um, because I, I, I've kind of, I'm starting to shift my mindset on this a little bit. You know, last time we talked about wireless chargers, my my biggest comment was, well. I never have a, I'm never running out of battery at work. So I just didn't see a need for one. Um, And I was thinking I could maybe like re like shift my charging strategies to where at night, if I'm at 50%, there's no real need for me to plug in at that point. You know, so I could just go through the night through the morning and when I get to work, put it on, you know, wireless charger at my desk and, and throughout the day it'll charge and get to a hundred percent at some point. And so I, I'm, I'm starting to lean towards uh, maybe getting me a, a charger uh, for work, but I want one that is, is, you know, angled up so I can still use face ID and all that stuff and, and, you know, interact with it uh, at my desk. Um, but I was kind of like what you're saying earlier with, you know, the whole camel, camel, camel need is I just didn't feel like any of these were really good deals how much was the anchor one? Um, it, I think it was like sixteen ninety nine or seventeen ninety nine. D- doesn't even come with a wall port. <laughs> so, but like none of them. Well, some of them do, but there's a lot of these. I guess that's how they're saving costs and getting these prices down. Is hey, you've probably got extra cables and and wall ports. That, you know, we're just gonna <laughs> not give you one, right? And you can figure it out, and you get a little cheaper. Um, but that was kind of my reasoning for holding back on that was there's going to be other deals or other times where it's, it's going to be the same or in fact, I think I checked yesterday and it was still the same price. So that wasn't even a, that wasn't even a real, a real prime deal. That was just them trying to sucker you into it. But that's it,
1: man. I'm getting close. I ended up, I ended up not going with any more Echo dots or Google home minis. Um, stay tuned. I, I feel like I'm very aspirational with that sort of stuff. Like, there's like three times I feel like it'd be really advantageous in this room or another. Yeah. And, and, but I, I think I should just like see if that plays out to like seven times. I find it advantageous or 10 times. Um,
0: I'm getting on this train as well of, of, of thinking, man, you know, I love having this in the kitchen. Would I benefit from having this, you know, in, uh, in our bedroom or in the, the, you know, in the bathroom, like when I'm getting ready in the morning. And, but I, th- I start to think, well, what I really want in these other rooms is a, a, a high quality speaker for music and not really the dot, which the dot has a lot of utility, but most of the utility I need it for is in the kitchen and I already have it there. What I really want is to have another home pod in our room or, in the bathroom, because that would sound amazing in the morning when I'm getting ready, uh listening to my podcast or whatever. But the only thing is the dot is forty nine ninety nine and the uh home pot is not forty nine ninety nine. And the so. dot is
1: not even ever forty nine ninety nine at this point. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's so far into this generation. I think they're darn near always selling it for forty bucks and they were selling it for thirty dollars. Yeah. On Prime Day.
0: And those Google Home Minis were on a really good sale even before Prime Day at other the, places One of the too.
1: best things about the Google Home Mini, maybe, maybe this will be a topic at some point, but I'll say as much, uh, at least as much, is Google will answer so many questions for you because it just uses yeah. Google search and uses kind of like the first search result is basically it'll just tell you what the first search result is. So, I mean, you can ask it just all sorts of stuff that you're just wondering about and, and it can answer a whole lot of that, which, which I find nice.
0: I am getting to the point though where I'm calling Amazon's "Lady in a Tube" by Apple's "Lady in a Tube." It does get named. it does get confusing. Yeah, and it, and it's even harder on the kids. So <laughs> I'm like, do I really want to add a third into the mix and just confuse everyone? Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever get to the Google uh, point. And there's other reasons for that too, but there is a strong pull and appeal to what you just said about if you got a question <laughs> they're going to be able to answer it yeah we take one week off from doing the podcast and what happens philip apple Dude. releases a whole slew of updates to their macbook pro lineup which okay we'll get to the nuts and bolts here in a second but i'm hearing con- conflicting things on this you know some people saying It's not a big update. Some people saying it's a pretty big update. I kind of tend to feel like it's the number of things that they changed and added. It feels more like a big update to me, but it's eh, I guess it's really not. I don't know. I don't know where to land on that, but you you be the judge here in a second. I feel like you're going to tell me where I should land. But here are the high level highlights of of what they updated right now. You can get up to 32 gigs of RAM only in the 15-inch the model. Um, Intel 8th generation, four cores on the 13-inch MacBook Pros. Is that on the Escape? Or they haven't updated the Escape at all, right? They have not. Updated. Okay, this is the, only the MacBook Pros with touch bars with touch bar. were updated. Good clarification there. So f- uh, four cores still on the 13-inch, but you can get up to six core on the 15-inch. That-
1: so four cores now. There's only ever been dual core on, on the 13-inch. 13 13
0: inch. Oh, okay. So I didn't even realize that was a change. Yeah so you know that's a pretty significant improvement at at that layer right um you still have 4 core on the 15 inch but you can go up to 6 core you know if you want to pay for that <laughs> uh true tone display that's mm, probably one of my bigger needs and wants at at this point just if I'm thinking about what I'm missing from my my MacBook Pro and then the Apple T2 chip, which was introduced last year at the end of the year with the iMac Pro, it has found its way into this line of MacBook Pros. um, Enhanced security Uh, allows you to have the ability to, to do Hey Siri on these MacBook Pro models. Like clockwork. (laughs) I forgot. I forgot that I turned Hey Siri back on, on my, uh, Yeah. I forgot that. I turned that back on. Not... Oh, boy telephone. I did have that turned off for the longest time, but since we're getting into, into iOS 12 and all the shortcut stuff that's coming at some point,
1: we do have to give it to Apple that my devices stayed dormant.
0: Yeah, that's true. That is true. Our voices are pretty different. I feel like people that listen to the Maybe podcast Adam don't say it's, feel it's not don't feels LA.
1: <laughs> so much that way sometimes.
0: Okay. Um, Thirteen-inch uh, MacBook Pro with Touch Bar has full speed on all Thunderbolt three ports, so that was one kind of, you know, slight difference in in the models, uh, you know, the 2016 models and then the models that uh, came out updated last year. Um, that's the high level stuff, right, Philip? Now <laughs> there are some uh, complications already seeming to arise uh, with with the 15-inch models, particularly with the i nine. Intel processors. Uh, but overall, how do you feel about this update? Kind of a quiet update in, in so much as that it's just a press release, right? There's no, why couldn't they do this in June? Well, so I think it's interesting you for it as a quiet
1: update because one, one of the things that was updated was that it has a quieter keyboard now, but maybe, maybe not just quieter. And actually I think definitely, not just quieter, apple's actually at this point um I think I think there was a, originally a leaked Apple service document that confirmed that this new design, which third generation has plastic casing, yeah
0: third generation butterfly, third generation
1: yes um so they very publicly at first said this is just to make it quieter, it is a very loud keyboard, so it could use some of that, that's for sure and. So they were just very kind of insistent about it just being quieter and which is really weird to me and lots of people at first thought well if they must not have improved the what's the word I'm looking for reliability of it they might mu- I mean it must just break just as easily as it used to with crumbs underneath it and and Dust and dirt, and if one key fails, of course you got to replace the whole top case, and all the problems that they've had with these with these keyboards, um, with the butterfly switches, where the key that the the mechanism underneath the key is prone to break easily, especially if you have any dust or. I was gonna say germs, but that's not what I'm looking for.
0: Not quite. That's, germs are probably that's all
1: right. Uh, a little bit bigger. A little bit bigger than that. Um, but certainly, like if you eat much with your laptop, you're you're getting pretty likely. Hey, so.
0: <laughs> what are you trying to say about uh,
1: me over here? I'm not. No, I wasn't trying to say Ain't anything. Ate a lot of lunch at my desk. No but big deal. Apparently, I did say something. Um, so I mean, there's been a lot of reliability issues. Apple's kind of maintained that it's a very, very small percentage of, of people who've had keyboard, um, you know, keyboards break. I mean, cause even if a key breaks, you can't replace just a key. You got to replace the entire top case, which costs, uh, $600 out of warranty. And, and you and so I have talked about this. We I talked about the I, Apple I, service program or whatever. Right.
0: Probably. And, and I have a, I have 2016 MacBook pro 15 inch and I've had keys, Get stuck, but they always unstick at a certain point. So that's good. I don't know how much of it is, you know, someone's comfort level with a key getting stuck and how long they decide that they're going to wait this out. Right. There's that. I mean, I mean, plenty of
1: folks, um, have, have had keys that just stopped working or they just can't type a D anymore. Like mm. the D key just will not, will not work. They hit it with candare It just will not work. People's it's happened to people's space bars. So, I mean, it, it, it's, it's gotten very, very bad for some people. Less bad, kind of, you know, you, you can manageable for others, but annoying if, if nothing else, um, for other people. I haven't had any, uh, complaints from Blair about her MacBook escape that we got last year. Um, for what that's worth, but um, but anyway, so so these keyboards that have had a lot of issues, and plenty of folks are calling for Apple to come up with a new style of keyboard that won't have these same issues. And so Apple released the third generation, said you know we included some plastic casing under the keys, it's a essentially. Condom. And
0: <laughs> if and you see the pictures, I, I haven't seen the pictures, but well, and maybe saying it's a condom is generous because. <laughs>
1: It would be Generous. a very
0: ineffective condom because, <laughs> you know, because there's, there's some, there's some holes so in There's it. holes where yeah. the, where the, where the actual, the cap mechanism has to, would, yeah.
1: has to connect. So, but anyway, so they just said we did this to make them quieter, which Here, is weird. And then, <sighs> but, but so everybody kind of thought, well, if they're not going to say they made it more reliable, they probably didn't make it more reliable. And then, Marco Armit was the first one that I heard say this. I don't know if I heard anybody else say it. Was that, you know, they've got some class action lawsuits going on. Right. With people thinking that Apple kind of maliciously in a certain way, like they knew that these keyboards, you know, at a certain point, because they've, they've been using the butterfly switches since 2015 when they came out with the one port MacBook, 12 inch MacBook. And so certainly by like the 2017 MacBook Pros from last year, they knew that there were, reliability issues. They knew that these were easy, you know, prone to breaking more easily and people were going to have to pay for them when they got, you know, out of their one year warranty and this, that, and the other. And so they've got these clash action lawsuits going on. And so it may behoove them (laughs) to not really admit that they need to improve the reliability. And I mean, if you read their, their statements in the, uh, I want to call it the Apple service program. I don't know if that's the right. Term, But in their Apple service program where they say, hey, all the previous models, they did this, what, a month ago, all the all our previous models that use the butterfly switch, you get four years that will replace that keyboard. If the keyboard breaks, then we'll replace that top case and keyboard and all of it for free, you know, covered, even if you don't have the warranty anymore. And so it's kind of slowly come out, though. And, and at this point, Apple has said, yeah, yeah, th- th- this... This helped, you know, maybe just maybe just as a side effect, you know that yes this this plastic casing that we've put on the keys that made it quieter has also helped um keep keep crumbs out and there was a patent that actually Apple filed at one point year two, three four back that hey this is this is a way that a keyboard could be done to try to keep crumbs out um, so it may help with reliability, and that'd be that'd be that'd be great. And I really think, so as far as if this is a big update or not, to me, it is a substantial update and almost more than what the update is. The fact that they updated them this year, 13 months after they released them last, because they released them at WWDC last year. And you you asked the question, well, why didn't they release them at WWDC this year? in some way i I wonder if the Apple repair program I think that's what it's called if the Apple repair program covering um, covering keyboard repairs for models gotten models going back two thousand and fifteen models gone by <laughs> models gone by. I wonder if that had anything to do with the timing. I don't know. I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure why they didn't release them at WWDC. That, that, that's the most that I can come up with as to why they wouldn't have released them at WWDC because WWDC is a great place, oh, especially, yeah. especially to take the 15 inch from four cores to six cores because developers would actually use that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, the developers that go to the developer conference that you put on every June. So that seems like a a great spot to announce them. Now, Maybe maybe they weren't released because they're still trying to iron out some issues because it's it's come out in certain ways that the 6 core 15-inch MacBook Pro as thin as it is and as little space as there is in there um to have anything that would be a large fan that it might not have as much cooling as it needs to really have six cores.
0: It sounds like what you're saying is they may have backed themselves into a thermal corner. It
1: is it is their favorite place to be. Um so obviously they they put themselves in the thermal corner with the the trash can Mac Pro, the 2013 Mac Pro, which still does not have a successor. That <laughs> is still the Mac it's Pro coming. that you can buy if you want to buy a Mac Pro, if you just have to buy a Mac Pro. And so they came out with this design and and they weren't able to advance from that design because if they put more powerful, they put more powerful GPUs or processors in there, then it wasn't going to be able to be cooled um, sufficiently. So it wasn't going to do anybody any good.
0: Problematic if you're a computer.
1: Especially if you're a powerful computer, even more so. You know, if it was a Mac Mini, that's one thing. You cannot update the Mac Mini for three or four years. They've actually done it. We're living in that world. So... <laughs> So uh, there's rumors that the Mac Mini is actually going to get an update this fall. We'll see about that. I'd love I'd love for it to get these processors they put in the 13 inch. Even this four core processor they put in the 13 inch that'd be an incredible Mac Mini processor. Let alone the six cores. And maybe they could actually design it to cool it effectively Ooh, to be able to run cheap shot at too <laughs> soon for at, at, the, at the clock speed. So it's strange. So so the six core. MacBook Pro, I believe it's a 2.4 gigahertz chip. You know, 2.4 gigahertz, six cores sounds great. And these are the i9s. These are the i9s that you can put in a 15 inch MacBook Pro n- now with this update. And apparently, if you run all of those cores for very long or at, at- or P-power. seemingly very short, right? <laughs> when we say very long, we're talking seconds, not not even a minute. <laughs> and so, obviously, there's there's not an incredible number of tasks that that are gonna do that, but there are some, especially when you're working with video or when you're, I mean, any sort of audio in, encoding could. Um, uh, I'm sure there's some development that could that could fall in that territory. Certainly, if you're doing any, like mathematics or Um, like scientific computing or certainly you certainly could be running things that are um, designed well to use all the cores. And now you've got all these cores and now you can use them all except for uh, they'll very quickly notch themselves down to like 2.0 gigahertz. And then I I think that there was somebody that was running prime number, you know, kind of insane sort of uh, test where you just push the computer to the limits. And, um, and and so it, it actually got to like thirty minutes, and at one point was like eight hundred megahertz for all the cores, Ouch. which is kind of just amazing. Like it's just like mind boggling that could even be a possibility. Essentially,
0: all- it was clocking lower than the four core, thirteen inch. Right, yeah. right, right. Well, and even
1: even in this case, so if you have your six core, like there's there's a, the way it's looking right now, it looks like there are some, uh, some non zero number of not insignificant, I should say. Not, insin- not insignificant number of use cases where the four core is actually going to be a faster machine for you than the six core. Because if you're going to really be tapping out the the cores, then the six core gets so hot. I mean, the reason that the reason that it it has to underclock is that it gets so hot that if it didn't underclock, it would be harmful, and so it underclocks itself to to save itself, essentially, um, because the amount of passive Cooling and and fans as tiny and as thin as this MacBook Pro is, which is great in a lot of ways, is is not really a good fit as far as uh, housing and and cooling system goes for six core for these six core um, processors. So it it's a bad look, if nothing
0: else. (laughs) Certainly, because they do they do some things here well, right? finally get to 32 gigs of ram. People have been clamoring for that for years. And now. they did
1: that in a really wild way. I mean, including like this own little ram controller. I think the T2 actually has something to do with actually being able to use 32 gigabytes of ram. I I couldn't explain to you all the technical notes on that, but
0: and part of the other stuff they've done with this specific model is they've even put more battery in so that they could keep that that 10-hour battery life which, you know, if you're doing heavy work is not going to really be 10 hours, but they've, they've even made more room somehow in, in this small case to, to even get more battery in to help, you know, help with the fact that, Oh, we're at a two course and uh, we've got more RAM So you're going to be, be doing more, but all these things and they've just totally goofed it up again because it can't actually perform at at these levels that it, it's claiming, at least not long enough for it to be effective in any real noticeable way. So much so that the the 13 inch model is actually looking like a better fit, like you said, depending on the the specific needs that that you have.
1: Well, and not necessarily the 13 inch model, but the four core 15 inch model. So well, if, you, yeah, if you want okay. 15 inches, then you can go to six cores, but you very likely would. And you very would well likely will have a better machine that works better for you if you kept it at a four core, yeah. fifteen inch machine. And then at that point, your you know the thirteen inch model. I I feel like I'm I'm hearing more people. It used to be that like no real power user bought the thirteen inch. It was it was very few and far between. Like the fifteen inch was it. And I don't know what really has solved this. Um, I'll tell or, you what happened. What happened, Philip?
0: I was 13 inch all the way until I got a 15 inch, <laughs> and then I can't I can't imagine now going back down to the 13 inch. Although, especially these these you know redesigned MacBook Pros, for the last this this current generation, right? That 13 inch is slick. It's so small. It's so compact. Like there is a big draw to me to want to have a 13 inch model. But then anytime I go to edit video on on my laptop, I mean, in a perfect world, I would be editing video exclusively on my 27 inch iMac. Let's just get that straight. But you know, there are times when I'm not at my desk, I'm I'm at home or whatever. Anytime I'm working on video, those extra two inches really make a difference when you're just trying to create real estate and maneuver around and, and get your timeline to a place where it's easier to, to move things around. Um, but man, that 13 inch, it just looks, it's so perfect. Just the design of it, the just how small it is, how light it is. I would love, I would love to love the 13 inch again, but I just don't think I can. I just don't think I can do it. Right. I mean, the
1: size of the 13 inch is very much the successor to the MacBook Air. And it, it just, I mean, very easily portable 15 inch to 13 inch doesn't sound like it'd be that much less portable, but I mean, it is, it's, I mean, it's not the end of the world. It's, you know, first world problem for sure, but it's well, still it's,
0: as thin and light as they've gotten this generation. It's definitely not the difference that it, it used to be true.
1: Yeah. True. No, not the difference it used to be. So as you say that, as you, as you talk about screen real estate and how valuable it is, purely when you're, when you're editing, whether it's audio, whether it's video, um, Photo editing, whatever it may be, I wonder because all, all of all of the talk of of the six core, fifteen inch not being able to to live up to what it what it really could be if it if it could cool itself effectively so it could run all these cores at the actual clock speed, maybe even use the turbo boost, which goes up to four point eight gigahertz turbo boost, which is this Intel technology. Um, where where you can, basically, if you're just using a single core, well, now I can take my single core higher than the the base clock speed, then, then I can take it if you're using all the cores. So, it's a 2.4, 2.4 gigahertz chip. So, if I'm using all the cores, maybe I can take it to 2.4 with the correct amount of cooling. But if I'm just Big using one there. core, then, then with enough cooling, I can go to 4.8 gigahertz and just go crazy. Blast which, it out. Which would be awesome. But... So all, all of that makes me think about a spiritual successor to the 17-inch MacBook Pro. So it's been a while. Cast your mind back to <laughs>
0: how far back, Philip?
1: Well, so so back in the back in the heart of the of the PowerBook days, actually. So back when they made PowerBooks, which PowerBooks became the MacBook Pro line. So the PowerBooks, your your gray uh, aluminum. Machines, they started as titanium machines, I should mention. But uh your gray titanium then aluminum machines used to come in 12 inches.
0: You've you've talked
1: about the this perfect before. the perfect size of of notebook back then. So they had the 12 inch power book, you had the 12-inch powerbook, you had the 15.4 inch power book, and then you had the 17-inch powerbook and the 17 inch powerbook you want to talk about a difference in portability (laughs) so one thing one thing you got to think of listener is that these screen sizes are measured diagonally just like tvs are so it's kind of like if if you go from like a a 32 inch tv to a 42 inch tv it sounds like 10 inches but when you're measuring diagonally then you're getting more width and you're getting more height just all at once so when you're measuring dag, diagon- I mean, you think about your phone. I mean, my glorious iPhone SE is, is a four inch screen and it's just one handed use to thrown out the door by going 0.7 inches up to, to the iPhone 8 I'm or getting guess li- 1.8 inches. I'm, up. Getting a, <laughs> I'm getting a little bit better with one hand. I do some stuff, but once I end up typing then it's like, this is so much better. But anyways, just, I mean, just, just to. Set some context though, 0. 0.7 inches difference in, in the diagonal and it's a completely different phone, right? So the 15.4 inch, uh, laptop, which Apple still sells is, 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 portable enough. You can throw it in a bag. If you had a 17 inch laptop, you had to buy a backpack to, to fit around your 17 inch laptop because it wasn't going to fit in just yeah. any old laptop. Um, I mean, you had to, you had to form your life around a 17 inch <laughs> laptop. It was, I mean, you talk about a lappable laptop, you know, some laptops, especially your 12 inch, the 13 inch to a certain degree, but especially the 12 inch MacBook. I don't know if you've ever tried to tried to, uh, or 12 inch power book. I, you try to lap that and you have to like keep your thighs all close together <laughs> and you can't, you know, sit all, sit all nice and a little bit wide-legged. I mean, the 17 inch is just expansive, right? I mean, both with on your lap and, and on the screen. And I mean it was it was a it was a favorite of, of real power users because if you want screen real estate, particularly this is back when you couldn't scale. Um, I mean now you got a retina, if you have a retina 15-inch MacBook Pro, you can scale it to be 1920, right? And it still looks really good. And it's retina 1920, it's all good, all good like that. But I mean, the most resolution you were gonna get was was certainly in the 17-inch uh, laptop. And I mean, it had everything. It had an express card slot. It had more ports. it I mean, it just had any, any everything that they could include um, in the laptop. And I wonder if if there would be much of a place for something like that, not necessarily a seventeen inch, but a, a fifteen inch that was beefier that had um, more room, maybe for more ports. but I mean, that's, that's not really happening. I don't really think this is happening altogether, but I just wonder from your standpoint, would, would you pick a slimmer, the the current 15 inch, say that the four core 15 inch that they just came out with, or would you probably go, mind you, somebody else is buying this for you. So it's just, right. it's just
0: <laughs> obviously, it's just, <laughs> right.
1: Okay. The company's <laughs> buying it for you. Because you're going to use it for company work. I mean, you, that's, that's, you do this type of work. Yeah. Which is why I want to ask you about it. Would you go with a slimmer 4-core, 15-inch MacBook Pro as as is created now? Or would you go to a 15-inch 6-core that has enough cooling but is thicker and a little bit heavier? and Or, or, or would you even want a 17-inch that's a little bit thicker, heavier, but has the cooling to actually run these 6-cores like they should be run?
0: Yeah, I don't think I would want the 17-inch. Um, just because of, of what you said, right? Like it's, uh, it changes, <laughs> it changes everything just in terms of like, my bag is already pretty heavy from all the, um, well, first of all, I've got the laptop, the iPad, uh, you know, all, all these cables. I like, I'm so sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sorry. Yeah. You could have, you could have done better. Philip. No. Um, I I've got a lot in my backpack. So you know expanding that out even more is probably not something i'm I'm very interested in, but it I do really struggle though thinking through this this exercise here of you know would I want a slightly thicker fifteen inch maybe something like the previous generation right which that was a great laptop um the size of that wasn't too bad i mean it was a little bit you know it it's it's a little beefy compared to the the generation now. But if I could get that true bit of extra oomph I don't know. Uh I think I might and if I'm if I'm not even considering the fact that I've got the 27-inch iMac that's really my primary machine. Um if this was going to be my primary machine, I think I would I would probably go the route of I want as much power in it as I can get but I don't want to go up to a, a 17 inch. I'd I'd want to stay at that 15 inch model, even if it meant having a little bit more, uh, you know, girth just for things like extra battery, um, extra ports. You know, c- Cause as someone that does a lot of video, I would love to have the SD slot, which there's nothing keeping them from doing that now. I mean, that's the, the, the smaller than the, the, the USB-C in terms of, you know, height. Um, I think I would probably be all right with having a little bit thicker 15 inch that could truly live up to the six core. Uh, And then, you know, while we're at it, I'm just going to go ahead and go for at least two terabytes of SSD since someone else is paying for this Um, because that's just something like that is so handy, especially if you're doing a lot of video work to not have to just constantly be transferring back and forth, Um, which these models, you can go up to four,
1: four terabytes. Only $3,200.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, only. You said someone else is paying for this, so if I'm going to go all out, I'm going to go all out. But I think I probably would lean more towards as someone who would want it to be a little, would want that extra power, that extra battery, that extra um, you know, extra ports, all that stuff. I'd, I think I would probably lean towards the, uh, the well, give me something a little thicker. You know, give, want- let it live up to its potential even if it has to be you know, not thermally, <laughs> thermally
1: cornered. I wonder then, uh, I mean, I wonder how much of a market there would be for a machine like that, particularly because, so you mentioned that, I mean, you you have your iMac Pro that you're, that you're going to do most of this work. I at. wish I
0: had an iMac Pro. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you don't have an iMac Pro. My bad, my bad. Okay. 5K iMac.
0: I got my 5K iMac. 5K yeah. iMac.
1: I'm getting ahead of myself. So you got your 5K iMac plenty good love it 27 inch right Mm -hmm. Just great machine right especially for what you're doing there are plenty of folks though maybe the majority of 15 inch owners that just have a 15 inch MacBook Pro and that's their one and only machine yeah and they're they're doing serious work on them and they're plugging them into displays and all that sort of stuff Mm -hmm. but they've only got the money or they only want they only want to have one machine, they, they move around enough that it's not really tenable to have an iMac at a stationary spot. I mean, whatever it may be, I just wonder if there's enough of a, of a market to where I mean, truly, I mean, these are pro
0: laptops, but well, in the margins you're making off these higher end models. I mean, does the audience have to be all that big for you to really make money off of? Let's well, certainly the argument for the Mac Pro.
1: I mean, the Mac Pro, their premium desktop, is not going to sell that many, but they set the price, and some people are going to pay the price, no matter what it is, and they're going to make enough margin on that, and you know, it, it just kind of benefits their brand, and it benefits a certain a certain segment, a certain very important small percentage of their users, which are very much evangelists for the brand and evangelists for the, for the products. Um, you know, I mean, I, 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 it would be interesting to me, not that you could ever really, really get, uh, get this sort of information, but I mean, just pie in the sky, you know, anything can be studied. Anything can be found out. I would love to know how many Mac pro owners, how many machines they've sold to family and friends, because if you're a Mac pro owner and you're paying that much and obviously doing serious work with a Mac, then You're you're very likely the person in your family that gets asked about computers and hey, I've always uh, I've always used Windows because Macs just seem really expensive. But I've thought about it more and more, and uh, you know, I love my iPhone or iPad or whatever it may be. These these sort of questions, I just think I'm I'm sure that a significant percentage of Mac Pro owners are that person for their friends, for their family, and very much are get get the get the questions like hey, I'm in the market or my kids going to college, you know, what, what laptop should I get them sort of questions. And so, so I, I think that the back broken is almost, almost a, a marketing product, perhaps not as much as it is a, a powerful product for powerful users, but I think it's, it fills that role too, is like this, this marketing product to be like, Hey, power users continue using, um, you know, our machines, um, you know, our software continues in final cut, you know, don't try to switch to Adobe so that you can go to a really powerful, much cheaper windows machine, perhaps, and all this sort of stuff that, that people contemplated when the Lock Mac in. Mac yeah. Mac pro looked to be dead. Right. And so plenty of people are like, well, if I'm going to do my work, that's like this really crazy, powerful, all the cores, all the time, animation work or whatever it may be. Then like, I've kind of got, I've, I hate it, but I feel like I've got to go to windows at this point. And now, you know, it. I mean, the they've said they're coming out with a Mac Pro. So we'll see what that looks. But looks like but to me this would be like to me there's not a Mac Pro laptop, if you will. And this would be that.
0: I get what you're saying. So even though there are they are called MacBook Pros, you're right. saying there's really not an actual pro level MacBook,
1: right? And this is, I mean, interestingly, with the T2. So the T2, we should explain, as we're bad at doing, um, and just we just assume. So the T2 is uh, is a chip in in these machines. Um, Some the, would
0: say your your first uh, ARM chip on a Mac, right? I mean, uh, what well, the T1 is in the
1: in the original Touch Bar, oh well, yeah, yeah, MacBook yeah, yeah, Pro. So that's yeah. the first ARM chip, yeah. Um, and the T2, so the T one ran the touch bar in the original, um, you know, these MacBook pros from 2016 and from 2017, this new style of MacBook pro with the touch bar. Um, so the T one T one runs your touch bar. It runs touch ID. Mm-hmm. It, um, it adds extra security to your webcam and your mic. Just nice. Cause those seem just incredibly hackable. <laughs> um, and so it's, it's nice. I, I think they're actually like legitimately probably secure on, on those machines, which is cool. So you can take the tape off of the, top of your display.
0: You're preaching to the choir here,
1: Philip. So many people I work with. Just give that. up people. Yeah. It's just, it's not that big of a deal. Nobody.
0: What cracks me up so much when I see people at work who do that is like, do you know who you work for? <laughs> like, really? Come Zing! <laughs> on. Sing. That is anyway. solid
1: gold. <laughs> that is solid gold. I like it. Um, and the T2, which is, originally in the iMac Pro, now is in these MacBook Pros. It does some on-the-fly uh, uh, file vault, on-the-fly uh, encryption of the disk, which is nice, because usually encryption of the disks gives you a, a, a performance hit because the processor's got to yeah. take care of that. And there's and, some
0: there's some boot things going on here too, There's right? some boot things. So yeah, there's some, you can
1: prevent it from being booted from an external disk, or maybe that's a thing already. There's, there's some boot protection um, within it. And and then the T2 chip also most to me the most valuable thing because like security is great, but like <laughs> I'm not that I'm not that worried about it until something happens to me. Um and then I'm like, oh I would have liked to be more secure. That would have been a good idea. Yeah. yeah um, I'm bad. I'm bad in that way. But the thing to me that's great is that this T2 chip, I believe it's I believe it's aiding them in and going up to 32 gigabytes of RAM. Or maybe it's another little memory chip they have that they've added to it. But I know the T2 chip um, enables them to have faster SSDs. So the iMac Pro has a much faster SSD than anything out there on the market, re- re- read and write speed. And the, these MacBook Pros with the T2 chip have, this, have the same. So just this this chip handling that sort of thing independently of, of the rest of the computer enables that to be so much faster. Hey, Siri on a Mac just seems ridiculous. That's also run by T2. but. Uh, <laughs> uh, but so you have the the T2 arm chip. It's basically like an A10, um, the processor in the iPhone seven. Yes, Is that right. We're on the A11. I think so. Yeah. Right now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I believe so. Um, so I mean, a powerful chip, n- no doubt. And and so this this T2 chip originally in the iMac Pro. And so many people are are commenting how, for a number of reasons, the T2 being one of them. Mm-hmm the 32 gigabytes of RAM being one of them, the six core processors being one of them, which maybe isn't looking as good now as it originally was. These are really like an iMac Pro laptop. Yeah. And the iMac Pro is an incredible desktop. I mean, it's a really great machine that, that Apple came out with. And and these are great a great laptop line that Apple has come out with. But there's still not a new Mac Pro. <laughs> Let's see what that looks like. Yeah later this year or did they push that another year i i, I, I forget.
0: think i think recently they came out and said it would be next next year i think that's right yeah i think that's right They're when told, they originally announced it said. people were thinking tw- you know maybe late 2018 right. Right. But they came out uh like a month or so ago and said no nah, it's it's definitely not coming out this year i think that's right or at
1: least I, I kind of alluded to that um i think they were pretty explicit 2019 sounds like a good year guys? Yeah. <laughs> this should be a little soon you know? <laughs> um we got a few more trash can Mac pros in the warehouse and we're not selling that many of them per week. So we did a little calculation. Listen,
0: I did my part. Okay. I, I had a friend who was, had, had bought it, like had ordered it that day, had ordered a a Mac pro. And he was telling me about it because we were, we were working a basketball game. And I was like, but did you, did you know about the iMac pro? And he's like, no, no. What's that? Tell me about it. And so, I tell him, I tell him all about it. I tell him, and the whole point of me telling him is like, listen, man, I just can't, I can't in good conscience let you buy a computer that's three years old when you could buy. That doesn't come with a 5K 27 inch display. Yeah, exactly. It's going to cost you like the same amount. And so before, before the game was over, he had already canceled the Mac pro and ordered an iMac pro and he was actually going to order it from somewhere else. And so it was, he was going to save money. Like, I don't know, like $500 or something. On sale. Uh, well, this was like in January, right when they, right after they had come out. Um, but he, he's been having some problems with it. And every Mm. time I see him and we talk about it, I get that. He's like, like he, I feel like he regrets doing it. Mm. And I just can't, I can't, I I can't get on board with that. Like, I just can't, I can't see thinking that buying a three-year-old computer would have been a better option, but there are, there are things that are not behaving well for him that, that I could see it maybe at a certain point, these gripes stack up and you're like, well, I would have just been better off with, with something else. Is it the sort
1: of thing you could take you to the genius bar for?
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would say so. Well, but you should do that. Well, the the pr- the problem is that I mean, it's just like anybody that's having to take the machine in. You know, you're at, you're you're out right. of commission for a while, and, and
1: especially with an exactly. Pro, even yeah. more so than anything else.
0: Yeah, and he's doing. I can see it. And the the amount of work that he's doing right now that he needed it for, like, it's just not a good time to of <laughs> to be out. Of, there's, to, no, out of commission there's never a
1: good time if, if you're actually using and iMac Mac Pro in every sense of the word There's never going to be a good time to not be using it.
0: But Apple, I did my part, man. I I good. I I I did my part and but I feel like I let him down. That's the, he, he's still he I can tell he's a little disappointed in in what he what he got.
1: Yeah. That's that's no good. So yeah, well we'll see if there's ever a, a Mac Pro of the laptops, but I'm not holding my breath.
0: <laughs> what would you call that,
1: Philip? The the Mac Pro of the laptop. The MacBook uh, Pro plus. <laughs> plus. So it has to be a 17-inch. Okay. One, one plus.
0: I'm not going to buy that then. I don't want a 17-inch. I
1: mean, If they say plus, then it's got to be larger. That's just... Because Apple's only consistent with their naming ever. Right. Only ever consistent. Speaking of being consistent with your naming, uh, they only updated the touch bar... MacBook Pros. Which is interesting. I, I wonder, I mean, there's 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 legitimate reasons why they only upgraded them. Now I think it's really interesting actually that they did upgrade them and didn't wait until Intel finally released the new processors that they need for the uh, the MacBook Escape, the 13-inch MacBook Pro that doesn't have the touch bar that I'm using right now, that belongs to my wife. And this uses a, a different uh, processor, a lower wattage processor, and Intel hasn't released the next version of those processors. So that's a totally legitimate reason why yeah. Apple didn't upgrade them. But it seems to me like Apple of two or three years ago would have just waited until all, till the MacBook and the MacBook Pro with no touch bar and the MacBook Pros with touch bars could all be upgraded together. And we would be waiting... 18 months for new touch bar MacBook pros and there'd be all sorts of talk and all sorts of worrying and wondering about why, you know, why is Apple treating the Mac this way and, and all that sort of thing. So to me, it's, it's, it's promising. It is. So they did release and just said, Hey, this is what we got from Intel. And so let's do it. And then I assume when Intel, you know, pretty soon after Intel releases the appropriate processor upgrades for this machine, the, the MacBook, with no, MacBook Pro with no Touch Bar, and and the, and the twelve inch MacBook, then those will get updated. Be interesting to see what happens with the MacBook Air. You know, the MacBook Air, this thousand dollar machine, nine ninety nine for the thirteen inch, eight ninety nine for the eleven and a half inch. It's a is it? I mean, is it four years old now? I guess it's only three years. Is it still only three years old?
0: Well, they they did upgrade the internals last year in this weird slight yeah. way. Yeah. I mean, it you know, Almost probably because they
1: were like running out of those parts and so they had to I mean,
0: for for the MacBook Air, I mean, it got a pretty significant boost. Did it okay. For, for the MacBook still, Air. That, I mean, just just that screen. I just can't I can't, yeah. Just that screen. I'm, I'm, I'm It's not even so a high, on the same page. It's not even here. a
1: high quality low resolution screen. It's a poor quality low resolution screen.
0: To quote the Joker, Happy 10th anniversary Dark Knight. There's no going back, okay? Like once you see a Retina screen, there's no going back. And as beautiful a design as the MacBook Air is and was, there no, there there's no. I can't. I can't can't do it.
1: So to me, the the MacBook escape, the MacBook Pro with no touch bar is it, it to me it's either and 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 this update to me has really solidified this it's
0: either the macbook air or There's to more me it's separation really it's
1: now. really it's a 13 inch macbook yeah is what it is yeah and so i wonder that i wonder if it replaces
0: that macbook air in terms of positioning and price in the in the lineup
1: i don't know if it can ever replace it at I don't think they can get down to 999. And I think it's I think the 12-inch is always going to be cheaper than the 13-inch for a number of reasons. But it's
0: not currently. It's the same price. Yeah,
1: same price. Um it's the same price. So maybe the
0: the 12-inch MacBook goes down to that 999 level and you keep the 13-inch. Do you think they could get the 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 12-inch MacBook down to that because they need something at that nine ninety nine price point. That's right. the only no, reason it survived. I, I, this long. I think
1: they will keep selling the MacBook Air for. It it reminds me very much of the MacBook Pro with optical disc drive, which they sold for way too long, but it was cheaper. It was only like a dollars or two hundred dollars cheaper than the Retina machine. It was it was an abomination that it was. That it was continuing to be sold. And yet, when a a business may roll it out just wide or schools would roll it out wide, that was the machine. Maybe that was before the MacBook Air. I mean, that was the machine. That was the cheapest laptop that they sold. It was a terrible laptop at that point. It was a great laptop six years before that. <laughs> yeah. Right? But I mean, it still had an optical drive. It was really thick, really heavy. Yeah. I mean, it's it's The ones that we have. Right. I mean, it's our 2010 and our 2011. Yeah. um, MacBook Pros. They were great machines at the time, but they were still selling them. I want to say in like 2014, 2015. And it was not a good machine anymore, but you're still going to sell a bunch of them because if you just want something cheap, then that's what you get. If you want the cheapest thing. In Apple terms. Yeah. (laughs) All right. right. Cheap for Apple. Absolutely. Absolutely. and, I just can't really even fault Apple if they sell the MacBook Air for two more years. If they're just, if they continue selling them. They got to kill it.
0: They got to, ki- I know they're not going to soon. So the, 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 soon. the
1: alternative, because they're never going to cut into their margins. That That's the real, the real alternative is to cut into your margins and bring that 12 inch MacBook down to 999. Yeah. But they're never going to do that. And you know what? That would probably make them less money. So arguably they shouldn't do that. They should keep their margins where they're at which are great and large margins. Um, And so the, the only alternative would be, we're just not selling the MacBook Air anymore. We're just keeping the expensive stuff. And the only thing we'll sell you are the expensive things. And to me, like, that's no better. That's no better than selling the expensive things that are good and selling this inexpensive thing, which is maybe fine if you're, you know I use the word ignorant in a little bit different way than other people use it. I don't feel like it's, you it's Use a it in slight. the correct way. I feel I, I use it in the in the in the denotative form, right? I use it because of its definition, which is that you don't know things. Yeah. There are tons of ignorant computer users, plenty of them in my family probably, that if you gave them a MacBook Air, they'd be all fine and dandy. They wouldn't look at it and like squint and be like, this screen is fuzzy and it doesn't have very many pixels and this this keyboard is mushy and I don't have new style ports and they would be totally, totally satisfied with it. Cause it's a great, it's a great computer if there were no other computers to be <laughs> had.
0: If it was the last computer on earth.
1: Right. It would not, it would not be a terrible computer to be the last computer on earth. If that, if that just happened for some reason, I think it's a really interesting um, potential reversal of fortunes if they bring the 13 inch MacBook Pro with no touch bar down to be the 13 inch MacBook, because when they originally came out with the unibody MacBook Pros in 2008, I want to say 2008, because I watched it my sophomore year of college, Watched the keynote, watch the keynote, uh, uh, live, uh, blog, um, stuff. Cause they didn't have video yet. Um, so, uh, that's great. I love the video of every event. Now I take it for granted now. Um, even, I mean, I only get to watch like half of it during my lunch break, but even as much as I can watch, um, love that they have video of the event now. And I'm not trying to follow live blogs. Um, cause granted, like I can work and listen to it. Whereas like, I couldn't really work and follow the live blogs. Then that, that would be tough and like not really allowed either. So I wouldn't do that. So right. Wink, wink. <laughs> so, um, Back then, the unibody MacBook, there was a unibody MacBook that was the glossy screen with the black, um, the black, black bezel around it. And it looked exactly like a MacBook Pro, but it was just a, a, a lesser machine as far as specs went. And they called it the MacBook. And then they had these greater spec machines called the MacBook Pro that looked exactly like it. It was really weird because they were also selling the white MacBook at the same time. So it was like yeah. MacBook and unibody MacBook. And the Unibody MacBook, it had a really terrible screen. It was one, one feature of it. It had a really terrible name. It had a really terrible name. It had a really poor quality screen compared to the MacBook Pros. It was just uh, a lesser like, color um, quality and uh, brightness and these sort of things. That was one thing it just became known for. But I think it was only a year later that it was the same machine, but they didn't call it the MacBook anymore. The low-end MacBook Pro was just called the, the MacBook Pro and it was just MacBook Pros. They all look the same, but there was just a low-end spec one, which the year before was the MacBook, and now it's called the MacBook Pro. Um, so I think it'd be interesting if if the reverse happened here, and it, it dropped from MacBook Pro down to a MacBook. Just MacBook,
0: right? 13-inch MacBook, with your 12-inch MacBook. Right. It makes a lot of sense to two me. Two ports
1: versus one port. Two ports versus one port. I mean, because you can't get two <laughs> ports on that. On that old peach of a twelve-inch. Um, I, I mean, I take it back. You got a headphone port. Oh, that's your second port. That's that's got to be gone soon, right? Ah, uh, no, not on the computers. I don't know if it's ever been used on this year-old, nearly machine.
0: I use mine today. You would. I got to when I'm out in the field and I don't want to listen to the training that I'm recording. <laughs> Why can't you? What else am I gonna do? I mean I I could, yeah. But the the AirPod switching on the Mac is it's just a little spacey sometimes. Not with Mojave. Well, I'm not on Mojave and I'm not gonna be on Mojave until next year. You're not the same Levi,
1: but I knew I back can't Oh uh, yeah. Well, you know. We should tell that story sometime. Yeah. Next time. <laughs> Good <laughs> tease. Save it for the mic.